Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a really big smile on my face because I am with one of my clients today. Amanda, say hello. Hello, everybody. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, that little hello, You, if you only knew all the personality behind this woman. <laughs> I was just teasing her. She has a really cute headset on. Is it your work headset? It's my work headset. It's very flattering, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you very look fashionable. like you look like you could be an autopilot. Like oh, no. I'm not an auto. I mean, a pilots don't fly automobiles. I meant a plane pilot. <laughs> and uh, the glasses really help too. Yeah, yeah it's really cute it, though. It pulls the whole ensemble together. <laughs> so Amanda and I have been working together for. Do you know? I don't know. It's probably been close to about. Four or five months, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, four or five months. Yeah. And we were on the phone. No, we weren't on the phone. We were on Zoom the other day having our session, and we were working through something that Amanda's going to tell us all about in a minute, and um, it was so good. We both were like, we got to share this. We, we don't even care. Whoever wants to listen, this is so good. Let's just share it because it kind of blew both of our minds, and it was <laughs> we like co-created a fun concept together as Amanda was talking her way through um, – and feeling in her body, right? Mind and body connection through this thing that was going on at work. So Amanda, why don't you first, before we dive in, just tell everybody who you are, who you is. Yeah. So, um, I'm Amanda. I'm, uh, from Arizona, 30 years old and a first time mom. Our daughter is actually going to turn one next week. Um, are you going to make her a smash cake? (laughs) Yeah, I am. Actually, You have to. Good. Um, my husband and I both work, uh, both pretty in- intense jobs. We're actually both geologists. We fell in love over rocks. Oh, uh, what? That's so, cute. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot of what I've been dealing with is, you know, I think our coaching session started out with a lot of, um, postpartum and now actually we've been dealing a lot with, uh, a lot of my work issues, which kind yeah. of is what brought up today's podcast yeah. uh, topic we're going to talk about. Yeah. So just to, to give everybody a frame of reference for any new listeners. So with my clients, my private clients, we work one-on-one for six months and there's a three-step process that we go through in that time. And some of you might've heard me talk about this. I'll just cover it briefly here, but it's important because Amanda's in step three right now. So I wanted to back up and go over step one is calm your mind. And when Amanda first came to me, she had a lot of anxiety. She always had had a lot of anxiety. (laughs) We're on Zoom together, you guys, so we're like winking at each other. No, I'm just kidding. But she had a lot of anxiety um, related to her baby and her baby's health, and she had had anxiety, right? Amanda, you'd had anxiety before becoming a mom, but it took a turn. It did, (laughs) yeah. Those hormones with, you know, that's no joke. Yeah, and, you know, the mindless, frantic researching when your baby has like a small little sniffle. Um, it doesn't help that we're in a pandemic. So, so much compassion and grace too. I'm not like making fun. It's totally real when you're in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but it wasn't working for you. It was exhausting you. 
Yeah. All your the help. tools I had up before that point were, were not really tools. <laughs> Let's be honest. They weren't tools to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, you were kind of just, you, I think you had the awareness that you were pretty indulgent of it and it, you were worn out from it too. Yep. So, so that's where she started in the calm your mind phase where we really calmed, you know, we balanced out the way she was using her imagination. Cause that's where anxiety happens is in your imagination. Once we did that, it was so fun to watch you get more grounded and calm in general in your body. And now you're, um, you're kind of coming out of that second phase where phase two is calm your body, where you really start to live in your body more and make your body and how it feels more of a priority. And so when those alarm bells start going off, you just naturally want to calm it down. And I teach you how to do that. And so now she's in this calm your life phase, which is why we're talking more about work related stuff. Cause we've got the postpartum motherhood stuff pretty calm. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so this is so fun because she's been bringing up work stuff. So that's where this concept was born. So why don't you tell us about for all of the working moms, but even if you're not a working mom, if you are a self-proclaimed people pleaser or recovering people pleaser, um, yeah, <laughs> Amanda's nodding her head <laughs> with her headset. It's cute. It's so cute. Yeah. So why don't you just tell us about what was going on at work that was really kind of getting you worked up and bothering you and sucking your energy. We were talking about like Harry Potter and Dementors. It was like, it was like an energy suckage. Huge energy suck. Um, I, yeah. So in this situation, I had a coworker that I have a unique relationship with. He, he used to be my boss and now we are coworkers. So we're we're establishing this new relationship totally. instead of boss employee as coworker to coworker. Right. Um, and yeah, there's some tensions there because you know, not everybody loves their boss. Right. And so we're kind of trying to overcome those hurdles that we used to have and working together. Um, and yeah, sometimes I see him as, as a threat to me at work. I guess is the best way to describe it. Your and, body definitely responds that way. Like, yes, like heartbeat and, and fast. Yeah. Even though he may not, you know, physically be a threat. Yeah. That is what happens in my mind. Like sometimes I will get a, I am come up on my computer and I just feel that adrenaline rush through my body, which yeah. is not a healthy response. Right. And then I am <laughs> is like a DM in the world of geologists. Is that what that is? Yeah. Instant. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's old school. I am instant message. <laughs> I, I follow it. It's a DM. I am. Um, that's all I'll say. Okay. So when you I, get messages from him, it's like, woo, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I think I, I, we started out the conversation, Lizzie saying that I was really trying to, change my thoughts. I was trying to not see him as a threat to, you know, see him as a coworker, as a human, you know, as, and I just wasn't buying it. (laughs) And I I just wasn't in that place yet. And maybe I'll get there someday, but I think you had made mention at that point where it's like, okay, if you're not believing it, maybe instead of making him smaller, like the threat level smaller, I need to like make myself bigger. Yes. Is what we talked about. Yes. Yeah. And how that's just so much more sustainable and powerful and effective. Yeah. Um, you're finishing sentences in my mind, by the way. <laughs> like I hear the word effective in my brain and then you're like effective. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, yep. and, it, and it's, it's, it makes sense um, to do that because your brain what we talked about, your brain naturally wants to focus on that one threat. Your brain is programmed to tell you 
your problems and what can go wrong and yeah. all these different anxieties. And like hyper focus on one problem and like yes. really, especially you guys know, right? Every, all the moms are like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep. It's like your brain just won't feed you anything else for dinner. It's like the whole day is, is this, this problem, or maybe it's not the whole day, but a long time. Well, yeah. So for me, this is what my brain would focus on. And I would take it home and I would worry and I'd hear my phone chime at like 6 PM and it'd be like an email from him and I'd get it all over again. That like that panic, that rush. And you know, it's not what I wanted to, that's not how I want to be. So I was having a hard time making him less of a threat. So we talked about making myself bigger and more powerful and yeah, not in a dominating way, not in like a, I'll no, tell you. It had nothing to do with him. Person. Yes, a more complete. Yeah, so the power tool of choice, and this is what we really want to teach and, and share with anybody else out there that this could help today. The power tool that we're going to highlight is the mind-body connection. And specifically spending time and energy creating a connection between your mind and body, which we can go into what that means in a minute, so that... When something scary presents itself, you are so familiar with your body's fight or flight response that you know how to calm it and how to get back into your power. One thing we talked about, Amanda, was how disempowered you felt because your body's reaction would just take over you. And it just seemed like the circumstance of this guy, you know, this coworker now DMing you or emailing you seemed to have so much power over you. So you were trying to tell yourself, oh no, he's not that powerful. It's fine. It's fine. But your body was still freaked out. And so we took a different approach kind of through the back door. We're like, okay, what if we instead show you and your body and your mind how to be more calm no matter what, then when you're around him, you have that baseline to fall back on. And that really is, I think the most effective thing, because here's why every every potential trigger or scary thing that your brain and body could freak out about is going to be different. And even your body's response might be different, but your ability to you, you practicing and gaining the ability to calm your mind and body, no matter what happens is so much more effective than trying to zoom in on the one problem every time and exhaust yourself. It's seriously like physically it's exhausting, right? To have that panic happen over and over again with all the different problems. Am I making sense, Amanda? Yeah, you are. And I think, too, it's important to say that, like... That's what I pay her for. Just kidding. (laughs) It was, like, when you're not calm and collected and you make that response, you know, if he says something and I make that kind of instinctual, that gut reaction response, it's probably not going to be the best response I could have had. And it's probably going to make the situation worse. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, being more in touch with my body, feeling more confident and put together, really that, that is what I want. Right. So it's like focusing on the, on the problem, which feels so right and not focusing on collecting myself, centering myself. Um, that's actually going to lead to the worst outcome. It's going to, it's going to lead to me making that bad decision, that bad reaction and kind of almost putting fuel on that fire of that. Right perceived threat in the yes. moment. Yeah. Because from the place of, of being, when your body system is in a place of fight or flight, because you're feeling threatened because of your thoughts about this person, right? Which are seeping your power and your energy out of you. They're just 
literally, I, I mean, it's kind of a dark example. I know not everybody loves Harry Potter. Um, I totally do. But, um, if you just, just for the sake of this example, like a dorm, a, how the Dementors kind of suck the life out of people. I, I know, guys, yeah. I know, it's, I know it's dark, but who else loves Harry Potter? I love you. I know. Okay. So, but that's kind of how it feels is when we have thoughts about him that are scary, we get in his pre or whoever it is, right? You get in that person's presence and it's like, like you just feel weak and wobbly and stuff. And, um, your brain is like, okay, let's hyper-focus on everything they say and be ready to combat. And I just want to offer that being calm is definitely the best place to find your most dynamic, quick, sharp, responsive self, which means that managing the anxiety and managing your body and calming it is actually the new superpower. That's what, that's what we're offering up today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will you tell us about the horror movie example that <laughs> first we're like Dementors and Harry Potter. Now we're talking horror movies. Oh, we're not going to say anything horrible. But let's all be clear. It's totally not him. This is you, right? And yes, that's, yeah, that's, it's, it's my thoughts about this, the circumstance yeah. for sure. And that is part of taking your power back is holding the responsibility, not in a self-degrading, self-deprecating, mean criticism, self-criticism kind of way. Just like, oh, this is happening because of the way I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And let me give attention to that. But yeah, I love, I love, I love the, con- tell us the horror movie example. You came yeah. Up well, and so like, just to put it in a bigger context, right. It's, it's not just about this guy, but like any, any threat, any anxiety that I've had over this course of the four or five months that we've been working together, like my brain, all of our brains wants to focus in on that, like a camera lens. And so we were talking about this horror movie where, the camera's focused on this person and they're, I don't know, working on something, hiding something, trying to stay quiet. They're so focused on this one problem. And then we in the audience see this monster, you know, bad thing creeping up over their shoulder. And we're like, oh my gosh, how can this character we're like, not turn around about this other threat in the room, this other danger? Yeah. Um, but that's our brain, right? Because we're so focused on this one thing that something else is going to creep up and we're not going to be prepared to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what we're saying is that tendency that our brain has to ultra, ultra focus. We all know what this is like, right? When your brain just kind of obsesses about something that seems scary or threatening. And usually it's something in the future that hasn't happened yet, right? Because it's in our imagination. That's where anxiety is created. So we're imagining that scary thing. I totally don't remember what I was going to (laughs) say. It's kind of like an anxiety death spiral. Like it's like anxiety begets anxiety. Like um, I think about like sometimes I'll get into that. I don't know. I'm sure everyone has where where, like you get on WebMD on your phone. You're like, oh my gosh. Oh, can we talk about WebMD? All the moms with anxiety. (laughs) I was one of them. WebMD. Yes. All day. Keep going. And so our brain is focusing on this like runny nose. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well now my stomach hurts. And then now you're looking at stuff and it's like, it's one thing after another, after another, and you get in this anxiety death spiral because your brain is focusing on just this one thing at this time. And then this other thing sneaks up and this other thing sneaks up. But if you were more calm and like in a place of more connected with your mind and body, then it's kind of like you, you don't have these like sneak attacks coming up on you. And here's, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going with that example, right? So let's say, Instead of the WebMD search where you're panicking and you're making a big thing out of a little thing and you're going into the future and hyperventilating and thinking of all the scary things. And I say this with compassion, right? 
Amanda and I, if, if this is like any of you right now, I just want, we want you to know that we're totally not dissing on you. This is welcome to the human experience. <laughs> it's not you, it's your brain. You just have to, we have to learn how to use it, right? In a different way for us. And so, um, anyway, but when you're, when you're doing all that research, it, it would be like what we're saying is you calm your body, you go over to your baby. Let's say your baby has the runny nose. And you just get curious from that place of calm. You're just naturally so curious. And maybe you start to realize, oh, we got a new plant in the nursery. We, we put it outside of the nursery. I bet that she's allergic to it. You know, you pick up on stuff like that, that would totally pass you by. You're in that, that ability to be intuitive and curious and kind of like the problem solver, the actual effective problem solver. You don't have that. It's gone. That. Access to that intuitive, like that mother's instinct and intuition is gone when you are in that fight or flight response. And that's the bummer. So it feels so necessary. It feels so good and helpful. Like it feels so necessary. And yet it's like you're letting the guy creep up on you in the background and you don't even, you know, that, that, I don't want to spur more fear, but like there's just potentially clues or information that would be completely available to the faculties of your body if the faculties of your body were not being so consumed with anxiety and panic. Yeah, I think what we, um, another metaphor or analogy that we compared it to was like a box of Oreos. Yes. Where it's like- I love Oreos. You have that first one and it tastes so good and you have another and you have another and it, there's something- that feels good about doing something that you know is not necessarily good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something satisfying about it for sure. Yeah, there is there. Sometimes it just feels good to worry and to have panic. Like I don't, it's, it's kind of a weird, I don't know. It's a weird response, but sometimes there's, I I've found sometimes there's like comfort in worrying. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but that's such a short sighted, approach to it. It's not something that's sustainable at right. all. Yeah. And I think that we all know that point that we get to where we're like very real with ourselves. We're like, yeah, I cannot keep doing this because for you, Amanda, when you came to me, I mean, it was affecting the frequency of arguments in your marriage. Mm-hmm. It was affecting, I know for, I don't know about for you, but I know for a lot of my clients and probably for me too, libido interest mm-hmm. in, in being, because when you're intimate, you have to like be in your body. And when we're so comfortable and it is so indulgent to be worrying about the things in our head, we're like absent from our body. We're not really there. Yeah. It's definitely, it's bigger than ourselves. Um, others benefit from the power that we bring from that calmness. Mm -hmm. Um, when we bring our best, most powerful self to the table, then our children and our spouses and our friends and our coworkers, they all benefit from that too. So it's kind of counterintuitive because you think that to like maybe help others, you have to focus on others. But really, if you want to have that better connection with your husband or your children, or in my case, uh, with this example, my coworker, I need to focus on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not going to get the better side of me if I'm constantly indulging in this anxiety, um, you know, The analogy I was just thinking of, I was thinking about, um, if you were an EMT, like a, a paramedic person getting called on the scene to somebody who's panicking, it would be like trying to reinvent the wheel every time you had to go save someone's life. Yes. (laughs) Right. Like, like rediscovering 
trying to create brand new processes of how to bring, you know, bring somebody's heart rate back up or back down or their blood pressure or whatever that you need to help them with or stop the bleeding versus, you know, you go to school, you practice over and over again to where it is so easy and you're a well-rounded student. Yeah. You know, the approach, you know, that this works in all these different scenarios. That's okay. This is it. That's really what it is. Is it, it is that when your ability to calm yourself is so quick and easy, then what happens is that no matter what the situation and how scary somebody else might think it is or how much the past you would have freaked out, you're able to just be calm. And I really, yeah. I really like you guys. I've, cause I am really calm now. Like my anxiety is just, I, it's at like a one or a two out of 10 consistently. Um, occasionally it'll spike up to like a three or four, maybe a five, but that's like, ever the highest it would ever get out of a 10. And I just, cause I just know how to calm my body. And I really do believe that that's how it would be. Even if something really terrible was happening, just because it doesn't serve me to get all worked up. And I don't, I don't find that useful anymore, but it took so much of me getting grounded and calm to realize how much more effective it was to be grounded and calm. So that's really the power of these sessions and, and, coaching specifically is you're coming together for 45 minutes a week when you're not worked up and you're talking about when you were worked up and you're figuring out why you were worked up and you're figuring out how. And a lot of times, even in our sessions, it comes back right in the moment on purpose. We bring it back and you can feel it in your body on purpose. And I teach you literally the skill of calming your body. And what you take from that is not just the ability to calm your body, but such a quicker pathway of feedback with your body. So when your body is worked up, you just are with it and you can calm it easily. Kind of like how you get to know your toddler's behaviors and you can really <laughs> like at first you're like, what do I even do with this screaming child when they're first turning, you know, 18 months old, two years old. But then a couple months go by and you start to figure out the strategies to help them find calm. But sometimes we didn't ever learn to do that with ourselves, right? People calmed us, but did you, are you teaching your toddlers to calm themselves? And are you calming yourself? Can you calm yourself? And that really is the superpower that I believe comes from a mind body connection, which will be so much more effective, no matter what you might experience in your life and your motherhood, all the things. What are your thoughts? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I I mean I I don't think our our lower brains are much more evolved than an 18 month old sometimes. I agree <laughs> At least with mine's you. not. Nope. <laughs> so learning how to calm it for sure. That's a that's a huge thing and you know, I don't know if I'm at your level yet. Um Lizzie, you have like a a 2 on the anxiety scale, but I will mm-hmm. say I I've gotten to the point where I know when I'm getting there mm-hmm. and I can have this like almost out of body experience to stand back and say, "Okay, this is how the situation's unfolding. Do you want to go down this anxiety road Mm -hmm. or do you want to step back? I I know at this point I am aware that I can choose to participate or step out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that just knowing 
that I have that option now is huge. Um, before I just felt like a victim to it, really. Right. Ooh, you were. You didn't just feel mm-hmm. like one. You were because you genuinely didn't know how to stop it all, and you oh, were yeah. so I done. I even had anxiety about anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is another podcast episode I want to do because it's a thing. The anxiety about the anxiety. Even just this week, you were saying like you had yeah. one night where you kind of were anticipating going back to work and worried about some things, had a hard time falling asleep. That was Sunday night. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, you were like, oh my gosh, am I going to have a hard time falling asleep yet? Yeah. Again, right? Which is the anxiety, anxiety about the anxiety. About anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, so that's something, that's such a great opportunity that you're going to get to apply, continue applying this stuff. So good. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything else you want to say, um, to the mamas? I mean, your fellow, your fellow mothers, (laughs) I would say that just having an opportunity of that 45 minutes every week to speak to someone who can, who really doesn't have like a, a stake in the game, right? Like I, I no, I'm I'm manipulating me, you. I'm brainwashing I you. It's nest for me, right? But sometimes it's hard to speak to like your husband or a friend. It's mm-hmm. you kind of need that unbiased third party opinion, and and like you said, someone who can hear your thoughts and then reflect them back to you. It's it's a huge just just the time alone. If you were to take away the tools, just having someone to talk with is it a huge benefit to postpartum mom to working like I everybody. Um, I think that has helped me out so much. Um, and then, yeah, the tools that we discuss along with those, uh, those sessions, but yeah, it's worth the time. Yeah. I agree with that so much. I have a coach and I totally agree with you. Um, going back to the toddler thing, I was thinking the only difference between a toddler and us as, as women and as, as moms is that we have a prefrontal cortex in addition to the to the toddler brain, we'll call it a toddler brain, <laughs> brain, right? Whereas they, their prefrontal cortex is is so not developed, they mo- they really have less of a balance. But the question is, yes, we have a prefrontal, but do we know how to use it, right? So that adult, the human humans have a prefrontal, other mammals species don't. But do we are we using it to its fullest capacity? And I feel like these tools, calming your mind and then calming your body, are very meta tools. They're very prefrontal tools that are available to anyone, but sometimes it cannot be done just on the inside within your own. Sometimes it help, It just takes somebody else. I would say all the time, honestly, it takes seeing your stuff reflect your, your, your thoughts reflected outside of you. That's how you start to learn how to do it differently. And that's when your prefrontal can auto correct and really, really get working for you to help you calm your mind and your body which then calms your life as we know the three steps. So if you guys want to do this work, um, I, I still think I want to get all my clients together for like a big zoom party or something, because I think you should all know each other. Um, so just go to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult and, um, you can get on a free 60 minute call with me to fig, you know, to talk about you doing this work as well. I would love to help you. I almost said we like me and Amanda will be there. <laughs> Amanda will be on the consult. She'd be like, Hey, <laughs> no, but we would truly love to see you get this help as well. If it's something that you want. So maybe I'll see you. I'll, I'll be calling you soon on a consult. Thanks Amanda for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. It was so fun. All right. 
Bye, you guys. Thanks for being on the podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon.